0: Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you today. We've got Ashley Weinland coming on. She's doing some great things out there. And we're definitely excited to have her on to talk a little bit about her story and uh, um, kind of discuss music and for her to perform one song for us. So we're excited. So how are you doing?
1: I am doing really good. Thank you so much for having me here. Definitely spices up a Monday to have a nice (laughs) Facebook live interview. (laughs) Usually Mondays are not this eventful, so I'm excited.
0: Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, we're excited to have you here. Now, I always like to start the show off the same. Hopefully next year, this will be a different way of starting it out. But Mm -hmm. as you know, we're in a weird year this year. So um, how has COVID affected you and what are you doing to maneuver through that?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see yeah. how that's definitely the starting question for this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, COVID-19 year for me has been interesting in a lot of ways. It's the first time in, you know, eight years I haven't played a show, you know? So that yeah. in I'm itself around. was kind of like, whoa, <laughs> you know? I'm usually touring, or even if I'm not touring, I, I do stuff locally and whatnot. Yeah. So Not have a show this year has definitely been uh, quite the the shock, and especially Mm. at the beginning of the year, it was like, oh my goodness, what do we do with ourselves, you know? But it's also, for me, in a way, been nice because I had planned on taking a lot of this year to produce new music and to start putting out my new music for this next project, so and that way it lended itself nicely to kind of give me a little bit of cushion to produce this new music. And of course, I just came out with a brand new single and we have obviously a lot more coming in uh, 2021. The plan was to have it out a little bit earlier than that. But <laughs> you know, with everything, production got a little delayed, but it's been good in a lot of ways because I have been able to produce music videos in the new music and at least get things prepared for hopefully a better 2021 for everybody
0: yeah and even for us I remember we, we launched this show January 3rd of yeah. this year yeah. and our plan was 100 interviews our first year we thought you know what if we could do 100 interviews our first year we'd probably be ahead of a lot of hosts because I don't know too many hosts right. who can say they've done 100 interviews for first mm-hmm. year and then COVID happens and I'm sitting there like oh my god this is, a, this is an opportunity in disguise for us yes. I was exactly. like all these artists are going to need a place to talk And we're going to give it to them. And because of that, like I was telling you before the show, we're over 270 interviews for the year now. Yes. Yes. Oh
1: my goodness. That's such a crazy number, but no, it is so nice to at least, you know, have opportunities like this to be able to come on and, you know, talk to you guys, talk to our audiences and stuff, and at least tell them like, Hey, these are the things that are going on and, you know, here's how you can support us and how we can support one another. So I really appreciate the opportunity mm -hmm. to be here today.
0: And anybody that's watching this live or the replay, make sure you share, 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 because, of course, that's what makes everything work in social media world. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) So um, before we really dig into your story, I always like to go a little light. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music?
1: oh that is a good question i have i have quite a few i'm definitely not one who could ever say i'm bored i always find something to do um, but usually if i'm not doing something music related um, i have a very strong love for animals so i spend a couple days a week volunteering at animal rescues and sanctuaries oh, wow. particularly with horses i do a lot of work with them uh, so that's a hobby of mine that i really love to do Um, Of course, I'm I'm a creative through and through, so I love any sort of crafting hobby, especially like knitting and crocheting. It's like my old soul, just absolutely loves that sort of stuff. Um, But, you know, giving back is really a lot of how I spend my free time. So like I said, animal welfare is a big thing for me, but also um, I do a lot of work with veteran charities that help out our servicemen and and their families. So that's also another cause near and dear to my heart. So usually... I find some way to balance all those things throughout the week.
0: That is awesome. awesome. Um, so what would you say something quirky about you?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm like, where do you want to start? I could go down. Could go down the, um,
0: We've had some amazing answers with we this, have, we, this. This is, this is our, our favorite question.
1: question. <laughs> Great yeah. No, um, I mean, quirky, I, like I said, I could kind of go into the list of things that make me a little like funny and unique. Um, a big like thing with me is I love like film and media and just anything kind of like nerdy. I really love delving into stories and universes and things like that. So I could geek out about that sort of thing. You know, like d d is one of my favorite games just because it's oh, wow. a fantasy storytelling. <laughs> yeah. game and that sort of stuff. So, you know, um, you know, to some people that might be quirky, you know, just the level yeah. of geek tune I could get to <laughs> like that mm-hmm. is uh, is quite fun sometimes.
0: I love that. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people ask, when did you know you want to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that this could actually be a career?
1: That's a really good question, yeah, because I started my music education when I was, like, young, you know, like, mm-hmm. eight or nine, you know, with school band and stuff, but um, as the years went on, as I got more involved in music and growing my music education and stuff, and having just opportunities come to me, it really just kind of, like, clicked, like, oh, this is something really, you know, cool no. that we can do as, like, a career path, Um so yeah. probably around mm-hmm. the time I played my first, like, handful of shows,
2: You know, Mm -hmm. I had
1: just written this album and stuff, my freshman album. I was 15 at the time it came out. And, you know, (laughs) I was just stepping my toe into like the music world of like, hey, I'm doing stuff as an original artist. And of course, you know, that's exciting, slightly terrifying. And after playing like my (laughs) first couple shows and seeing just how supportive people were of my art and how much they wanted to see me succeed and stuff. That's really when I was like, oh my goodness, you know, we could actually like do something here because it'd be one thing if people were just like, "Eh, yeah, it's all right. And they just like didn't care, right? (laughs)
2: Right. But the
1: level of passion that people showed for my art and what I was doing and the shows that I was performing was really inspiring. And it was really in those moments where it like clicked together that like, Hey, I can do something with this.
0: I definitely love that. So as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes to get not just their level, but a career level. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I don't think nobody talks about this enough. And um, I think we're going to be different because, you know, we're going to talk about the highs, but I want to talk about the sacrifice side. I'm going to tell a quick story that helped guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed and Steele from Two Steele Girls. And back then at that time, they were full-time with music. And I'll never forget an answer she gave me. I asked her what advice she would give an up and coming artist. And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything else outside of music, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby she says the moment you want it to be a career everything changes. It says you no longer own your life. Everybody owns a piece of it. Your friends and relatives, they never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays, but you're in that grind. You can't say no to a gig and you definitely don't want to be the artist that cancels a gig once you've, ha- once you have it set. Cause so many, and they never understand that. Yes, it's their big wedding day, but there's 50 people, depending on you being at this one place. So they don't understand that side of it. Then on top of that, your family has to kind of boot you out and let you go. Cause they have to say, Oh, you know what? We're just not going to get much time with you, you know? So they have to sacrifice. And then Allison went on to even add, and she was like, and if that wasn't enough, there's days, you just don't want to do anything, but you still got to get on that stage, put that mask on pun intended <laughs> and just play your heart out. Uh, but then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it a little bit.
1: No, I mean, she really like nailed it right on the head as far as like embodying that full experience and like the struggles that come along with wanting to do you know such a creative pathway like music as a career right it's part of why you know everybody has that stigma of your parents are like please don't be an artist in any way shape or form when you grow up because there's a side to it i mean of course everybody just thinks it's like oh you don't make money and you're sad but like no it's also because there's that element to it you know especially Mm -hmm. as like an independent artist it's you you're the ceo you know you're the cfo you're like you're doing pretty much everything by yourself and If you're lucky over the years, you come to develop like a small team of people that you really trust to help you out with, you know, some other things that you're just like, I don't have time to do, which I'm (laughs) thankful to say that I do have a couple people, you know, on my team who help me manage some more of the like day to day affairs that, you know, if I tried to manage it all by myself, my head would explode, you know, but it is true. You know, you do have moments, especially like when you're touring and stuff you miss out on people's birthdays you miss out on special events and when you come home or maybe you're just doing gigs around locally and you're just like slam pack you know your weekends aren't free you have people mm-hmm. who want to like hang out and see you, but then there's just some days where you're like, I'm so exhausted. I'm just running a hundred miles an hour. Like, I don't want to leave my house. You know, <laughs> like I don't want to be presentable because we've just been working so hard, and I've been, you know, around so many people forever. And to mm-hmm. her point, if it's what you really love to do, those are worth it, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. like you That's don't funny. hate it. You just. Are. Are accepting of the fact that like, hey, that's just part of my job, you know, mm-hmm. and the people who love you and who really care about you, they will understand that. And, you know, mm-hmm. they'll work around it. I am yeah. so grateful to have such a supportive family. You know, to where somebody's missing a birthday or maybe like I've had birthdays out on the road. Families have been awesome, you know, and, you know, made sure I got like a birthday cake at the venue I was playing at and stuff. You know, it's you have those people in your life that, you know, over the years, they're just like, you know, we still love you. We want to see you succeed and they'll support you and they'll understand regardless, you know. But then, of course, there are the people in your life who who don't understand or who, you know, are just kind of like, it is what it is. And they just kind of fade out into the background after a while. And you just have to kind of accept that that that's that's what it is. But it is a grind. And it's one that, you know, actually said, if you can imagine yourself doing anything else, just keep it as a hobby because to do it as a career, you know, is to invest a lot of stuff emotionally. And personally but as well as a business venture you know you're just putting 110 percent of yourself into it every single day because you have to to keep yourself right
0: Mm -hmm. and i always like to talk about this side of it because i think that sometimes people whether they're in the industry they don't see they don't understand this side of it so it needs to be talked about or it could be an artist that's thinking about um stepping in and i i want people to know that, yes, y'all enjoy yourself, you know when you get on that stage and you're you're in that zone, but there's so much work outside of the stage. The stage is the easiest part <laughs> for y'all, yeah, outside yeah. of that, there's so much more,
1: yeah. no, um, I don't think people totally realize that the stage is a very minute part of what we do. And it's like the cake, right? It's like everything you've worked so hard for behind the scenes leads up for us to have that moment where we're face to face with you, we're putting on this show, we're having these, you know, rock star moments and stuff. And that's like the cool part that everybody gets to see, right? But what they don't see is all the hours of the rehearsals of sitting in front of your computers doing all the business side of things and you know doing your meetings and connecting with people and trying to organize your team and your musicians and stuff and um you know you always hear people kind of be like oh you know like those big musicians and stuff you know like they're millionaires or like whatever why why do they get paid so much to do what they do and Mm -hmm. it's because they don't understand that we as artists cover for our whole team Mm -hmm. right When you hire an artist, you're not just hiring, you know, me, you're hiring my band, my publicist, my management, you know, my whole team for us to live on the road for us to have gas to go there and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, like, especially as an independent, it's such a big deal. And it's such like a heartwarming thing when people download our music and buy our merchandise and stuff like those are the sorts of things that help keep us going. And it's not just supporting me, but it's supporting everybody else around me so we can keep doing what we're doing because even though it might just be me that you see there's so many more people involved in what we're doing so that's why you know it's such an important thing that if you love somebody's music you love somebody's art and if you're able to support them because there's so many other people involved in the equation
0: yeah and another thing that you know you i hear from artists that that a lot of people don't understand is, you know, like when we was talking to Lee Bryce earlier, he was like, I had no plan B. <laughs> and, and again, and people yeah. don't get that because, you know, in society, they're like, you have to have plan B, C, D, E. And right. they don't get it that with, with the music industry, with the acting industry, with the pro athlete industry, it doesn't matter whether any anything where you've got to be at the, at a high caliber, if you have a plan B, when the struggle comes and the dark times come and those moments where you question everything come, because every artist has that. Um, when that comes, if you have a plan B, your plan B becomes plan A. And that's the part people don't get.
1: Yeah, no. Um, there's definitely a lot of people, too. Like, you'll hear that advice, right? <laughs> it's like, don't give yourself any other option than to, you know, just do what you got to do, right? Because to like what you said, plan B could become plan A very easily, right? Because you're just like, oh, that might be the easier path. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, to be at like the highest caliber to get there, right? You have to have that mentality of success and you just have to invest everything that you have. And, you know, I know for me, like I said, I'm like eight years of just like strong <laughs> investment and stuff. And to your point, I don't really have like a plan B. Like, <laughs> going to school and stuff like that but you know it's like i couldn't imagine life not doing the work that i'm doing and yes. i would like to continue to be able to not think about being Good. like doing what i'm doing right i would love to continue to make music and art for people to enjoy and to go out and play shows and see their faces and sing songs with them and stuff. Like that's what brings me joy. And I hope that what I do brings other people joy. That's really like what it is at the end of the day. Like let us just help each other take away the worries and enjoy our mutual love of like country music together. To me, that's like the quintessential part of my job.
0: And we totally get where y'all are coming from because as hosts of this show, we're, in the same, we're chasing the same crazy dream that y'all are, except on a different platform, you know, because we want to be the Bobby Bones. We want to be the Ty Bentleys out yeah, there. You know, we aspire we to be at that level. And it's like, you know, the work we're putting in and, and you know, some, some people we know are like, well, you're making no money. And I'm like and you and you've done, like you said, 270 shows this mm-hmm. year. There's like, how can you do this? Cause we're putting in like 40 plus hours a week now with this, even though we've had zero income from it at this point. And they don't get that the dream is still there, and that all this is building for that moment to where we can bring sponsors in to where we've got the base to where all we're gonna we say, you know what? we can b- drive traffic to y'all because we built the base here because we got a fan base that loves the artists that we bring on.
1: Right. Yeah. And to that point, it's, a, it's the same thing with music, you know, or anything that you really want to be successful in. You've got to make yeah. an investment, whether that's, you know, as an athlete, the time that you put in practicing your game and your skills and stuff, or as a musician, or, you know, mm-hmm. as people who are running a show, it, Just that mentality of like, I'm going to work to try to be the best that I can be. And I'm investing Mm -hmm. my time and energy and stuff now in hopes that, you know, it grows to be something bigger than what it started as later down the line. So, you know, to that point, whether, like I said, you're a musician or just anybody trying to do something that they're really passionate about in life, just to have that tenacity to keep on going and to, you know, be okay with investments and then knowing your worth and being able to, you know, pull things together when you need to is uh,
0: super important. And I think we hit the sacrifice side really hard. I love, mm-hmm. I love it when it goes this route, because again, I want people to know what it really takes. But now that we did that, let's talk about where it leads. Yes. <laughs> um, let's, um, let's talk about a few moments where you can look back on your career so far and you're like, wow, that happened. Or wow, I got to do that.
1: Yeah, no, um, t- like we mentioned, it all leads to something that, you know, you're just like, "Oh, goodness. I'm so excited that like it's paid off." And like for me this year, it's been I'm so excited that I got to release my new single Daddy's Creed. I didn't even know <laughs> at the beginning of the year if it was like are we even going to be able to put out anything? Like are we going to be able to put out uh-huh. a music video because I wanted to be able to put out a music video, which it mine just came out the other day. Um, You know, to go with this, but if we can't film a video, like, do I totally want to wait and, like, put it out, put out the single, but not have a video to follow it up shortly after? And I was just so lucky that we were able to put this song out and to have the video and stuff go with it. And that was just like, oh, my goodness, (laughs) if anything happened this year, I'm so glad we got to do that because it was such a big goal. I wanted to have at least one, you know, it's like I just wanted to be able to Mm -hmm. choose. Something for this year. And um, luckily that one came out. And like I mentioned, we have a bunch more coming out for 2021 that we've worked on this year too. So even though I can't necessarily show people those things, (laughs) they are to come. So, you know, for me this, this year, that was like that big moment. But I mean, even looking back on the years of my career, you know, I've had the pleasure of headlining my own, you know, three U.S. national tours. We've done coast to coast north to south we've really been all over and like those are some of the proudest moments because that was really the first time I took my original music and I hit the road and I hit it hard and we were out you know for over half the year every time we went out on those tours and got to meet so many new people and play them the songs and build some really great relationships with venues and everything and just those memories in itself like those moments even though you know road life can uh kick you in the butt sometimes it's just like oh, <laughs> such a good feeling and you know of course i've had the pleasure of opening up for some really incredible people like john michael Montgomery, parmalee right. i got to open up with yeah. all Me brothers yeah. you know like those sorts of shows too are also like those kind of moments where you're like oh this feels really good i'm so excited that you know we get to have this moment to like mark down in the books.
0: I love that. I love that. So you're gonna play something for us. Yes. Tell us about
2: the song.
1: Yeah, so the new single I was just talking about, Daddy's Creed, is the song that I am gonna play for you guys today. Um the really the place for inspiration, it was written pre-COVID, um, <laughs> but it really rings true for this time is, you know, I was in a really rough place i was feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders and i was sitting out in this studio room uh and i was playing around on my guitar and just kind of thinking things over and i thought to myself like oh my goodness like how am i gonna deal with everything that's going on right now and something kind of like crazy happened it just clicked and I had all these things come into my head like you're going to use your power and you're just going to go out there. You're going to do it. You're going to make it happen. You have the ability to make things happen. You know, Don't necessarily you don't have to rely on somebody else. It's good to get help, but like you have so much power in you. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. And you can make yourself and the things happening around you so much better. But it starts with you. And I was like, goodness, like, I felt really empowered after thinking all that stuff. And I was like, where did that come from? And I kind of sat and chewed on it for a couple moments. And I realized that a lot of those lessons were from like my dad over the years and stuff pounding those things into my head. You know, he's always been one of my, my biggest champions. My parents have been so supportive. And He especially has taught me a lot of the like tough love kind of lessons, the ones that we really like pull on to get through these hard times. So I was inspired to write this song and I hope that as you guys listen to it, um, you are able to find some inspiration lessons, maybe think back onto some role models in your life who imparted some really good wisdom on you that you use to this day to help pull you through those hard times. And uh, this is my new single, Daddy's Creed.
2: Love great Thank
1: song.
0: Thank you. So, as you know, um, when it comes to the team, people see the artists, but they don't see the PR people, the producers, the managers. And I don't believe the team gets enough love out there. To be honest with you, I always said <laughs> on our show, they're going to get the love they deserve. And I don't care if it's a team of one or a team of three hundred, like Justin Bieber says he has. It doesn't matter. It's like, a team. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to tell us a little bit about the team that helps you be who you are, that'd be awesome.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I have to say, I'm so extremely grateful for my team. Like I said, I've been so fortunate to kind of amass a small group of people over the years who, you know, really love me and care for me and want to see me succeed. They truly believe in me. Um, My publicist, who's absolutely amazing, she's been with me since I was, goodness, 16 years old. Kiki, she is just, she is, I don't know what we would do without her. She helps us out in so many different ways. Um, Of course, she reached out and talked to you guys. And that's how we kind of came to be here was through you guys' communication with her um, and of course, you know, any sort of promotional materials like the cover for, you know, die screen, stuff like that was all made by her. She's a really awesome graphic artist as well. Um, and it's from the music perspective, my producer, Brian Cuban, who's been my mentor in so many ways um, from over the years. I have to just give a big thanks to him because, I mean, obviously he's produced all the music, but he took me when I was, you know, 14 years old, taught me how to song write taught me how to work in a studio, how to book shows, how to just really function as a professional in this industry. And I'm so eternally grateful for him, for everything that he's done, because I wouldn't probably be where I'm at today without, you know, some of the foundational blocks and knowledge that he gave me growing up that really helped a lot. Um, My one consistent band member who I love to death, Nick, he has been with me literally since show number one. My very first show was my CD release party for my freshman album. And he he's been here ever since, you know, especially as a solo artist, musicians come and go. That's just the nature of the business. But he has just been one of those people who stood by my side because he believes in me and what we're doing as well so i'm so grateful for him and then of course uh, my manager kim she's just she's amazing (laughs) she she does a lot of the just like really keeps everything together project manages everything kind of deal and so you know with the help of all those people i'm able to do what i do today and of course you know the fans are a part of the team too we're like one big family and a a lot of things that i do
0: you got a big oh, fan over here, Rocky Martin. Boy, he's blowing up. Oh, Rocky! Up with
2: How
1: are
0: you? I was <laughs> thinking she should add him to the team because. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you
2: know, yeah.
1: No. I. I. I love my fans and stuff. They're absolutely awesome. Um. Also, as part of my production team, I, I just remembered I have to give a shout out to Donnie and uh kit who work on my albums and stuff they help so much with the musical arrangements of everything and just help bring it to life and you'll really hear it on these uh these next couple songs that i've got coming out without them i just i don't know if they would be shaped the way they were they just really were able to help brian and i capture everything that i had envisioned for these songs and just truly bring them to life
0: so what's your family think of what's going on now you?
1: Like I said, I've been super fortunate uh, to have a very supportive family, you know, Um, growing up to my parents were always like, we will support you in whatever way we can, as long as you give this 110%. If we get that feeling that like, like we talked about earlier, like there's something else that you would rather be doing, you know, Mm -hmm. then you probably should be doing something else, but we'll support you regardless uh-huh. of whatever it is that you want to yeah. do. Whether you wanted to do music, whether you wanted to be a veterinarian, like it doesn't matter, you know, like we're here for you. So, you know, especially over this last year and stuff, my family has been such uh, a rock for me. And mm-hmm. as far as, you know, just really helping me keep everything going and keeping like my head held up and just being supportive throughout like the whole process and stuff. I'm really, really grateful for that.
0: So tell us a parent story. You probably got a thousand of them, but you kind of think of something (laughs) that that stands out a little bit where your parents went above and beyond for your career. And you thought, wow, they get, this is my passion.
1: Every day. Um, (laughs) But there's just, there's been, obviously, like you said, there's like a list of things, you know, (laughs) that they've done, you know, whether that be for like tour support, and stuff and just you know really helping out at shows loading in loading out running merchandise stands and stuff like that you know it's just like it's just the little things that just accumulate Mm -hmm. over time where i've never gotten the feeling of like my parents are just like i wish she would do anything else (laughs) but (laughs) you know they Mm they always take it in stride so well. And, you know, like I said, there's such a big part of helping just the everyday functions. Like I said, whether that be helping to, you know, set things up at shows or, you know, to help me get merchandise materials together and, and stuff like that. It's just their support is never ending and it comes in so many different ways. And I'm very fortunate and very blessed in that regard. So the list could go on and on, but you know, like I said, I love it's every day. that just
0: <laughs> And as you know, and we're a family affairs show. We've got a third co-host, a yes, little uh, eight-year-old that we let come on and mm-hmm. ask one question to yes. each artist. So Sandy's going to go get it. <laughs> and our 20-month-old okay. daughter, you know, our 20-month-old daughter, she's asleep in the bedroom right now.
2: Yeah. When, when she
0: gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show, too.
2: That would be great.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love it that it's like a family dynamic.
0: I think that's so well,
1: nice so important
0: well when we launched january 3rd that was something that you know you look at the shows out there and i wanted to make sure that we have family i mean that's the most important thing to us absolutely hi
2: hi ashley
1: hi what's your favorite food Ooh, i love these sorts of questions because i am total foodie uh I have to like kind of narrow it down to like a like a genre of food. I love Asian cuisine. So like sushis and you know, like bento boxes and stuff like that. Like those sorts of foods are right up my alley. I could eat that stuff all day long.
0: What's <laughs> <laughs> yours.
2: Pizza. I love a
1: good pizza. Do you like toppings on yours? Yes, pepperoni. Oh, keeping it classic. I like that. I like
0: <laughs> he's traditional, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: right. I'm a pretty plain pizza eater too. So I, I'm
2: with you on that. Keep it simple.
0: <laughs> yeah. If we fed him pizza all the time, he'd probably eat it twenty-four-seven.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Cheese, carbs, like it's it's a good
2: setup, you know. <laughs> Bye, <thanks. laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah he loves that he's 95 percent of the shows he's been part of so yeah oh, that's
1: great love I that. love that I love that you include him
0: and, and he was so excited earlier when we had Lee Bryson because you know he loves Lee Bryce
2: oh um, of yeah course. yeah, and, yeah. But what's funny what's
0: funny is we just started videos a couple weeks ago we've been doing it's always been audio mm-hmm. and our very first guest was Allie Brooke
3: yes and
0: well. um and he was really excited about that because she comes on a lot of his shows that he watches, the kids' yeah, shows. Yeah, Nickelodeon. And yeah. so so he was like, he sat down and he got shy. I was like, oh, God, he's got a crush on her. Aww. <laughs> yes, it was the cutest thing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> See, we got ammunition for his girlfriend one day down the road. That, uh, right? From all these well, yeah, you know, you know, know, right all the <laughs> in the books,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like the characters do, you
1: know? Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So if you could co-write with any person dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you want to write about?
1: Oh my goodness. What a question. Because (laughs) like, it just depends on what, what direction I kind of feel like going with some of the like, Outlaw, like singer-songwriters, you know, like Willie Nelson, and you know, like oh, those yes, guys
2: right, would yeah. be
1: such like cool people to write with. One because they always come up with great things, but like two, those guys were churning out music, and you know, still are on a super frequent basis. So like you would just have like oh, yeah. a ton mm-hmm. of really cool songs. I feel like those would probably be like <laughs> the best songwriters. To <laughs> You just need good music in, like, vast quantities. I always love listening to that sort of stuff.
0: So now this would probably have a thousand answers, but just think of the first thing that pops in your head. What is a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dang.
1: Yeah. Like you said, there's, like, a list of, like, thousands that I wish uh, – I could have claimed to, I'm just gonna go with like the one that's kind of standing out in the forefront yeah. of my mind and it's How Great Thou Art. Oh,
2: wow. There's been
1: oh, so many incredible performances beautiful. of that song and it's just kind of like timeless. Um, I'm yeah. like, thinking about like the Carrie Underwood mid performance. Oh,
2: that was one. Oh, it was, like, yes.
1: phenomenal. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, just how powerful the performances are of that song. I wish I kind I wish I wrote a song like that you know how clean yeah. to it's just so iconic
0: now again this um, we know that every song you write is your baby we get that but what song means the most to you and why oh
1: uh, uh, <laughs> um, I can't uh, totally give away it's it's a song on this new album that I have coming out next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's going to be a single so I, I can't totally give away the name yet because I haven't announced yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But it is a song that I wrote. I was out on the road and I, literally the day of my birthday, lost my great aunt. And um, it was so impactful mm-hmm. for me because I had such a unique relationship with her In the sense Mm -hmm. that the only time I ever met her in person, I was very very young. I really, I've never remember seeing her in person and stuff. The only way I communicated with her was through handwritten letters, and we bonded over like knitting and crocheting because that was a big thing that she did, and she loved it. When my grandma told her that. I had started, she got so excited, she wrote me a letter and she sent me like a package of, you know, needles and and things like that to get me started and
2: it started our
1: pen pal, you know, because she was hard of hearing so we couldn't necessarily communicate via phone. So we had handwritten letters to each other and I came to look forward to them so much and getting to know her and connect with her in a way that I never had been able to before. And so when she passed away, my heart was broken because I was never going to be able to see her in person and never get to have, you know, like face to face communication with her. And, you know, I, it kind of like sat in me for a while. And then a couple weeks later I was in Chicago, we were doing shows and stuff and I woke up out of a dead sleep one morning. uh, And it was like 7am, which anybody knows touring musicians are just not, up at 7 a.m. on their own free will i I just woke up out of this like dead sleep and all of a sudden i just had these words that wanted to come out and Mm. i grabbed my phone and i just started i just started typing away and the song came to life and i'm really excited to share it with people next year um but that one probably has like the most meaning wow. and connection to me because it was written from such an emotional place and was really, I, I call it channeled, you know, it just kind of came as like yeah. a yeah. download from nowhere world um, <laughs> and it is so deep and I, I think it carries such a such a good message. And I, mm-hmm. I think and I hope a lot of people will enjoy it when they get to hear it.
0: Love that. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's... This past February, we made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years, and I always <laughs> like to tell this story before I ask the artist that same question so they can kind of think about it because the answer she gave us five years ago. Is almost to the T of what she's living right now. So she had that vision. She knew where she was going, and apparently nothing was stopping her because she made it. <laughs> she did. She made right. it work. She it. Um, so knowing that, where do you want to be in five years?
1: You know, for me, obviously, I would love in five years to be able to take my music onto a bigger platform and, and by that I mean being able mm-hmm. to have more opportunities to play shows for my fans to be able we uh-huh. have I've had the pleasure of growing such an international community of fans over the last uh-huh. like year or two that I would love to be able to be in a place where I could go overseas and play music oh. for them and really mm-hmm. you know cater to them as well i feel bad because i mean there's people here in the united states that i haven't gotten the chance to play for but there's a ton of people all over the world who love what i do and i would love to play for them so to be able to be in a place to go and play for my international audience as well as my audience here at home that's what i aspire for obviously i want to still be able to keep making music and you know Label or no label, it doesn't matter to me as long as I'm in a place where my fans love what I'm doing, they're able to, you know, support my music and stuff. And as long as we're able to keep making this like dream happen and to be able to go out and see them and do it to where we can support everybody and stuff, that's that's where I'd like to be. I uh, don't want to necessarily pin down too many. Exact details because I've just yeah. learned the life that uh, <laughs> the second you do that, things go other places you weren't expecting them to. So I like to keep it a little bit general and you know yeah. kind of follow where it where it's going to take me.
0: And you know, you're talking about the label. <clears throat> um, we we had um, Joe Kelly from CDX Nashville come on. We interviewed him, and I remember we were talking about the whole label thing. And he said, in this day and time, with the tools and all that. You don't need a label until you get to a certain point. He said, in fact, if you get a label too early, you'd unscrewed yourself anyway, because you might think you got a deal, but they got the deal. He says, but nowadays, he, he said, he's got, he says, I've got friends of mine that are making a killer and they're making a profit of over a hundred thousand a year from, from their music business. And he says they wouldn't can't even imagine getting a label because they're like, you know what? They're doing it their way. They're making the music like they want to make it. They got full control over their career and most people would never know who they are. And they said they like it. And he's like, they like it that way. He says, but there is a point to where when you get, when you, when you got so much happening that's when it makes sense for a label because you can't do it all once you get to that level.
1: Right. Yeah. No, there's a lot of, you know, businessy things that are involved with that. And labels do help in a lot of ways to get you to like certain places and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like you said, there's also a lot of people who are super successful being independent. And, you know, like I said, have a label. Awesome. Don't have a label, but still able to do what I'd like to do. Cool, you know, I'm I'm happy with whichever they yeah. both come with yeah. their own, you know, circumstances that you just that you work with. Um, yeah. So, you know, I would love to add more people to my team who you know can help make the dreams that I have and that my fans would love for me to be able to fulfill come true. And <laughs> you know, whether that be with a label or without a label, we'll we'll just wait and see. We're in five years to come, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So um
0: let's say that you look 15 years down the road, 10 years down the road, whatever it is, but you're a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like, you're yeah. there. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind her?
1: I would I would obviously I'd be like, Okay, just in case somebody else has it and you have it for yourself, keep yourself humble, right? <laughs> Because oh, okay. you often hear that. about people who reach such like a high level of success mm-hmm. and stuff and like they forget why that's so special. Or they forget, you know, like kind of the magic behind it all. And if I had to go, you know, as myself now to that person who's mm-hmm. living the life that current me is aspiring to now, I would just always be like, you know, like, hey. You should be so proud of yourself because you know where you came from. You know what battles you fought, you know, whether that be with other people, with yourself, mentally, physically, like whatever, you know what you've been through to Mm -hmm. get here. And it doesn't matter if you've been playing arenas and stuff for the last like 10 years and you're doing super well with all these, you know, multi-platinum albums and whatnot. Always remember how special that is because – there was once a time where you didn't have that and you were fighting really hard for mm-hmm. that and it like you could see it but it wasn't there it was like really <laughs> really far down the line and you would think to yourself like oh my gosh am i just crazy for doing this or am i you know am i going on something here and just to remember yeah. that, mm-hmm. that vision. because it should always be special you always hear people say you know like the second you step on stage and like, it's just like a job and it's not something you really want to do. Like that's when the career starts to die, you know? So like, just like always always that special. I've always strived for longevity in the industry. And I think there's something to be said about artists whose music and art has lasted throughout generations and what makes them Mm -hmm. different from other people. So that's something I really try to embody and keep within myself especially, you know, growing as an artist over the years.
0: And, you know, you're talking about getting on stage. I remember I had a friend of mine and he was a public speaker, which kind of same, same thing, because you're still trying to move the crowd. And I remember asking him, does he get nervous? And, you know, cause he's spoken front of 20 plus thousand people. And I'll never forget what he said. He said the day that I don't get butterflies before I walk on that stage is the day I quit.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's valid and stuff, you know, Um, for me, you know, because people ask about nerves and and whatnot, and the butterflies in the stomach most of the time (laughs) these days are usually from excitement, because if I'm feeling nervous, Mm -hmm. right, I mean, national anthem performance is kind of like to the side, right, because... I don't care how many times I've done those. Mm-hmm. There's always just like a brief moment of like, mm. <laughs> you know, where you feel that. Uh, but it's, it's like, <laughs> it's exciting butterflies that happen now because I yeah.
2: you know, mm-hmm. can
1: trust in myself. That's like, I know I put in the hours. I know what this show is going to be. Like I know what I'm bringing to the table and what the people around me are bringing to the table. So like, I'm excited. Like, let's go entertain some people. It's like, mm-hmm. it's the day where you lose that, you know, where you start kind of going, Oh, oh no. But you know, it's like it as long as you have that, that enthusiasm, you know, that's what matters.
0: And that's even like with our show. I you know, I remember the very first show we did January third, um, not knowing if we can even pull this off. <laughs> and um yeah. and we had Ash Grace was the very first interview and Ava Page right after her. And um and it was like I remember when we got off the off air that day, I'll never forget. I was like, I know I found what I'm supposed to do. I knew that moment that this was where I needed to be. And it's crazy because we had no idea that we would be where we no, are yeah. at this point. We, you know, we had no idea this was coming. And now at 270 shows, like when we bring on, like, uh, like uh, someone different, like Elite Bryce, who's a little bit, a lot bigger than right. some of the artists. I still get, yeah, I get uh, excited, nervous, but I also know I've done so many conversations that, you know what? I can yes. handle the conversation. If the conversation doesn't go where I need it to go, I can bring it back. So I've learned through so <laughs> many. <gonna>
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like I said, you know, it comes to the point where, there's also just that moment when you're feeling like that nervous energy where you're also like, but I've done the work and stuff. I had that moment recently. I just did uh-huh. um, a national anthem for NASCAR. And it was my very first NASCAR wow. event. Like one of my bucket list items I wanted to do was their last like championship race for the season. And it was mm-hmm. televised. And, you know, I had a brief moment <laughs> back mm-hmm. into that where I was like, feeling like a little tight in the chest and stuff, but I was like actually, oh, no take a deep breath, you've done mm-hmm. this before, you know how to sing the National Anthem, <laughs> you know, just go up there, remember to breathe, rely on your training and you like, just perform, you'll be fine. And so I just took in that deep breath and just like grounded myself. And I was like, you know what? I do know what I'm doing. And like just went up there and did it. And it was a fantastic time, you know? And once so, you're in that
0: zone, you're in that zone.
1: Yeah, once you're there, you're just like, all right, we're going. It's like that just, I call it kind of autopilot. There's some moments, like when you're performing and stuff, where if you ever get into like that zone of like, am I going to mess up or something? It's just, like, <laughs> I literally have this thought where I'm like, deep breath, go on autopilot. Because well, you've man. done this so many times before, your body should just know what to do. Even if your brain's yeah. kind of like, ah! <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> body knows what to do. So just like trust in yourself. And um, Uh, for a lot of people, I think that's such an important thing that they have to learn over time. It's like, just trust yourself. Trust yourself. Mm -hmm. If you've put in the work, you can trust yourself to just make things happen.
0: And speaking of advice, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they've got something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor but they've only played like 40 or 50 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet kind of on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them and they're just know that they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Ashley, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next couple of years?
2: Yeah,
1: no. If they were like, okay, you know, I've I've really kind of started to get into the industry and and everything, and I and I know I really like this, and I know I got talent, and you know, like I can see that there's a potential pathway for me, as like for this being a career in the future, I would be like, cool. Have you gone over everything else, like for what it takes <laughs> to be able to be an industry professional, like? Awesome. If you got the performance side of it, if you're a really awesome performer, cool. You're already like 25% of the way there. So <laughs> the rest of it, though, I would say to them, I'd just be like, study. Like the internet is your friend. Make sure that you study the business side of it. Make sure you develop, you know, like personal connection skills, knowing how to talk to people and represent yep. yourself. Like, really you know, what you stand for as an artist and whatnot. Perfect your art in every way, shape, or form. You know, if you're a vocalist, awesome. Make yourself more valuable as a vocalist. Learn how to do harmonies. Learn how to play an instrument. You know, like, just develop your art, because the more involved you are in that, the more it's going to make you better in other areas. So it's just, like, my advice, generally, if you wrap that all up together, is to make yourself a well-rounded professional right obviously have your area where you're like really good at right so if that's performance you know like you want to be on the stage and stuff obviously like yeah make sure that you have that down like solid pat nobody can question you on that but also know enough about everything else that's going on around you and how to make yourself successful and stuff because I mean obviously if like you're an independent artist not only is that going to help you in the long run get shows meet people to put on your team and that sort of stuff but it's also going to help you from getting into bad situations and knowing how to spot bad people and bad deals because that's the like last thing you somebody there's a lot of scammers yeah is to get scammed or to sign like a bad label deal where they just shelf you and then you're you don't do anything for like five years because you're in this bad contract and stuff. Yep. You know, yeah, it's like you could be the most amazing former in a really awful contract and just be done. You know, so it's like educate yourself. That's like the primary thing is be good at what you do, but educate yourself about everything else that goes on around you in the industry, and you will be a really good professional, and you will do just fine.
0: <coughs> and you know, I just learned probably since we've been doing the show this year. About that, about the label deals, I've had a several artists talk about that. Oh, yes. That I had no idea that a label, and granted, not every label does this, of course. We know that. Oh. So we're not speaking of every label. But there yeah. are labels out there that are bad. And, and it's amazing that I've heard stories where sometimes a label has an artist that they're pouring a ton of money into. And you come along and you kind of compete with that. And they know that. And they come to you to say that we want to bring you on. And like you said, you got to read the fine print because you're all excited. And you're like, yes, I'm about to be signed. You sign that dotted line. And now, like you said, they bench you for three years because they don't want you. They didn't want you competing
1: yeah no unfortunately like that is a little bit more common than you would care to think about right because you would just hope that people are good Mm -hmm. integrity and stuff but unfortunately that does happen to people and like i Mm. said it's kind of like the last thing you want to see happen to somebody so as i mentioned education super important yes like crossing your t's dotting your eyes and stuff (laughs) like read things thoroughly because you know at the end of the day like i said most people in the industry are not totally awful yeah. like that, but you got to be aware yeah. of the ones who are and keep yourself and your art safe. So, you know, this is just something for everyone to be aware of as they work in this industry.
0: So we've got two more questions. I'll let Sandy take the next one.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, I
3: was oh yes. Yes. All right. What do you want your legacy with your music to be? What do you want to be known for as an artist?
2: Hmm.
1: That's a really great question because you know it's so easy to kind of get into like just the now, the everyday That's stuff.
2: Right.
1: Like until you have like that twenty twenty hindsight kind of deal, you don't really like right. know. It's like, what have I done thus far that people really know me for? And you know, for me, if I have to say, like, once I'm like dead and gone or whatever, if somebody were to remember me by my music and what I did as an artist in my career. Um, I would want them to remember that.
2: You went out. Yeah, what was <laughs> <up>? <laughs> Hopefully, we can get her back here in a second.
1: Um. The work that I do to be a force that brings people together and makes people happy and remember like the good in people. So, if I had to leave a legacy of any sort, it would be that you know I brought people together and I reminded people how important it is to love one another yeah. and just like, mm-hmm. share in like your mutual love of things. It's so easy to you know find hates <laughs> in things and to use that as a <laughs> tool but let's try to do something really good with our lives and remember like what it is that we all love together and really like expand upon.
0: Definitely love that. So as we come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do.
1: I mean, you really covered like it with usually like the struggles and stuff, you know, like you mentioned at the beginning we talk about you know the awesome parts right, right. Um, but not Absolutely. often do we talk about you know the harder sort of things and yeah. you know i always try to emphasize to my fans when we're talking about you know with the music stuff like why it's so important especially with me as an independent artist to help support by like downloading or buying merchandise and stuff like that and it's because there are so many people involved and we want to be able to support everybody and keep doing what we're doing. So, you know, like those sorts of things um, are usually what I wish we we would talk about a little bit more, but you cover.
2: We like to hear that. (laughs) We like to hear that. You are froze. I think right now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you come back. Yes, we hope so. Not sure if you're coming back. So she logged out like. Yeah,
0: probably having technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. But well, be sure that when you're listening to this, be sure to look her up, find oh, her yeah, on social. She's a great she's, artist. We Amazing. believe she's going to be definitely one of the big artists down she the road. Up oh, there, she is again.
3: Yes. Hey,
2: you're back There you are. That right. was really <laughs> awful. I
0: don't know where it cut off. So
1: if you could like jog my memory, I can finish up my thought.
0: <laughs> we didn't catch nothing of the last thing.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I was just talking about, um, you know, you had asked what, you know, do I wish people would ask, and it's, you know, why it's so important to support artists
2: and stuff, uh, yeah. and you know, yeah. like, Absolutely. talking
1: about, talking about the struggles, and like, what it is mm-hmm. that goes on behind the scenes that nobody else gets yeah. to see, and I was mentioning, you know, I always talk about with my fans, why it's so important for me, like, as an independent artist, that you download the music and you support us by buying the merch and of course coming out to the shows and hanging out and you know having a good time with us and stuff like why that means so much and it's because like i Mm -hmm. said we want to support everybody and we want to keep being able to do what we do best so you know kudos to you guys for (laughs) having those questions already covered and your support of artists whether they're independents or you know bigger names and stuff it's it means a lot to be able to come on and do an interview like this where we talk about all that stuff
0: well we definitely appreciate you and we try to balance it out because again although we started out as for just rising artists but we also want to bring the bigger artists on because there's a lot to learn from them okay. so you know for the smaller artists plus it gives um their fans can become your fans, you know? So, but we'll always be no matter what um, we'll always be 80, 90% of the rising artists. That's just what we are.
1: That's great, no. And I so greatly appreciate that and being able to come on here and talk about my new single and sing my new song, daddy's creed. Like I mentioned before the music video for it just came out the other day. So it's like brand spanking new and, so to be able to share that with, of course, my fans who are watching, but of course your fans who are viewing the show as well, it's just it's a big help and it means a lot. And I'm grateful to be here.
0: Well, we definitely appreciate you being on and, you know, you were awesome and we definitely look forward to having you back.
1: Yes, we awesome. do. Well, thank you so much to anybody watching. If you'd like to see more of my face, uh, I also do... <laughs> Uh, Friday live broadcasts on Facebook as well. So I'd love to see you guys there. Those happen at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time over on my Facebook page. I do one on Instagram on Tuesdays at the same time. And of course, you know, I just post a lot throughout the week. So I would love to have you be a part of our community and to be a part. I, I call it a fam. You know, they're like family. Oh,
2: awesome.
1: but Thank you guys for being a part of our network of people and I wish you all the best of success and stuff as you get through the rest of the year and hopefully have a really great 2021 on top of this one.
2: (laughs)
0: Well, we definitely appreciate that. And we hope we all the success for you and everybody that's watching, be sure to look her up, go to all our socials, like, 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 share this video, share, share, share.
2: Yes, Um, please do.
0: And you know, (laughs) we just look forward to, what 2021 comes because you know we keep thinking you know so much has happened for us in 2020 is like we can only imagine where we're going in 2021 we're excited and we've seen we've been watching you and yes. you know we definitely seen what you're doing already and like you know what there's so many artists we, we bring on and we're like we're looking forward to see where y'all go next year
1: well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, like I mentioned, lots of new music coming out next year and stuff and uh hopefully um, we'll, we'll be able to be back out on the road.